Welcome back to the Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. It is Monday. It is August 14th and we continue our NFL previews in the Extra Point this week. It is the AFC North. So let's pop on out to the KDOS hotline joined by Ray Fittipaldo with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Ray, as always, appreciate the time on the show. It's Bob and Kayla. How are you? Absolutely. Good to be with you guys. And, uh, yeah, football season is almost upon us. Right. Uh, the juices are flowing. The feelings are there. And uh, let's, I guess, talk some offensive football. Uh, the offensive side of the ball for the Pittsburgh Steelers, specifically with offensive coordinator Matt Canada, there was a lot of heat on him last year. Mike Tomlin made the decision to stick with him. So what has been this theme toward improving the offense this year, getting some more chunk plays, and what is the overall confidence surrounding Canada at offensive coordinator? Yeah, I think with Kenny Pickett going into year two, um, of course, he was a rookie last season, took over the starting job um, five games into the season. I think there's some cautious optimism that things are going to be better this year. They were among the lowest scoring teams in the NFL last season, around 18 points per game. But, um, you know, one of the focuses of training camp has been pushing the ball down the field more. We saw that Friday night in the opener, preseason opener against the Bucks. Calvin Austin had a 67-yard touchdown catch, so um, they want to utilize him more this year. And, uh, you know, I, I just think it all goes back to Kenny Pickett having more ownership of this offense, being able to audible more than he did last year, getting the team into the right play. I think, you know, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's an expectation that those things will happen, and I think they can get up to – you know, maybe more middle of the pack scoring wise. I don't think they're going to be a prolific offensive football team this year, but I do think they have a chance to be better than what they were last year. Okay, a little more on Pickett. In his rookie season, he had 12 touchdown passes. That's not very many, obviously, but they did win four of his last six starts. He only had one interception in the last eight games. What are you specifically expecting from Pickett this season? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting when you look at his body of work last year. They really did win um, seven of their final nine last year because of the defense and a strong running game. They really didn't put too much on Kenny Pickett's plate. Uh, I think you are going to see more on his plate this year. Um, Kenny talked last week about having ownership of this offense. So, um, you know, is it going to be like it was with Ben Roethlisberger when he was basically out there calling the plays himself? No. I mean, this is still going to be Matt Canada's offense, but I just think there's a comfort level with Kenny Pickett this year um, about changing plays at the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, maybe suggesting things to his offensive coordinator more so than he did last year. I just think it's it's a natural thing to expect in year two. Now, you want to, you know, project numbers. I mean, I don't know. I, I think 20 touchdowns is realistic this year. You know, you keep the interceptions down, maybe 10 or 12 interceptions. And I do think he can maybe throw for 3,000 yards. So I know that's not Patrick Mahomes-like or Justin Herbert-like, but for the way the Steelers want to play football, I think if he does that, they could be a winning football team. 
Ray Fittipaldo, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. I want to stay in that offensive set with the wide receiver room, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. We saw some incredible catches from Pickens last year. Are they poised to have a huge year? Also, the team brought in Allen Robinson. Has that maybe provided a level of veteran presence to the room? And more importantly, does Robinson still have something left on the football field? Yeah, Robinson's been really good in training camp. Uh, they ran the two-minute drill yesterday to end practice. He had a diving catch in the end zone. And uh, just beyond that, he's had a you know, really good chemistry um, with Pickett here in the early going. So I think that's nothing but a positive. When you look at Deontay Johnson last year, zero touchdowns, but he still had a lot of catches. I, I think he can get back to where he's going to score five, six, seven touchdowns. The X factor to me, <clears throat> excuse me, is the development of George Pickett. Um, four touchdowns as a rookie, 800 yards. I really think if he can be a deep threat again this year, he could be over a thousand yards. He could have eight touchdowns. He could develop into that number one receiver that the team really has been missing for the last couple of years. Okay, the offensive line. Uh, they spent money via free agency before last season. They've added in the draft. How good can that group be in 2023? Well, they were middle of the pack and running last year, and uh, they were kind of the same in pass protection. Probably Kenny Pickett, Pickett was probably sacked more than they wanted to have him be sacked for a rookie. So the addition of Isaac Sayalalu, he's now your starting um, left guard, they added him in free agency. I think that'll be a big upgrade for them over Kevin Dotson. And I think eventually, you know, I don't know if we're going to see it in the opener, but they invested the number 14 overall pick in Broderick Jones. And I think in time, he's going to be an upgrade over left tackle Dan Moore. I just think right now, you know, Jones came out as a redshirt sophomore. There's some growing that has to take place there, some development. It has to play, take place there before he starts, but I think there, the expectation is he will be a starter at some point um, in 2023. So when you look at it that way, yeah, I think they can develop into maybe a top 10, top 12 running team this year. That's what they want to be. That's what their identity is if, if they're playing offense the way they want to. And then, of course, just keep picking clean. You know, he had two concussions last year. The pass protection, as I mentioned, wasn't all that good. So, if they can improve there as well, that'll be a big benefit for that offense as they get ready for the season. Ray Fittipaldo, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette here on KDOS AM 1060. Let's flip this to the defensive side, and the team brought in Patrick Peterson. We, of course, know Peterson in a Cardinals uniform last year in a Vikings uniform. How has Peterson looked, and how will they deploy him best to help this secondary? Yeah, for right now, he is playing strictly outside corner, but there's a lot of talk that they're going to let him play with his eyes at the line of scrimmage more and maybe move into the slot um, at some point. We haven't seen that yet in the first three weeks of training camp, but I think you know we, we might see that here in the next couple of weeks or we might see it during the regular season. So uh, I know he was mostly an outside corner in his best years and his younger years with the Cardinals, but he might have some versatility um, now with the Steelers. And, it, you know, He's kind of bounced around, you know, from the Cardinals. He went to the Vikings. I thought he was okay last year. I think he had five picks. But um, he seems to be a little bit rejuvenated um, here this year. Signed a two-year contract with the Steelers. 
He's a mentor to young corner Joey Porter Jr., who was drafted in the second round. So I think he's been very good for that room so far, that cornerback room. And I think once the season starts, he's still got his legs. He can still run. I think he's going to be an improvement for that secondary, too. The Steelers' defense uh, allowed 16.9 points per game with T.J. Watt and 26 when he didn't play. Uh, we all know he's a difference-making player. What about his skill set makes him so unique? Well, I mean, number one, he's got a motor that doesn't stop, so you're, you're never going to outwork that guy. And uh, there's a lot of times where he just gets effort sacks because he, he's working until – um, you know, who plays over. But above and beyond that, he's just got a great repertoire of moves. Um, you know, he could beat you with a bull rush. He can run you over, and he's quick enough. He's got a great first step that he can run around you, too. And he's got great hand usage. So I think that's really an underrated um, part of his game. So not a lot unlike his brother J.J., who I know finished his career out there. You know, J.J. in his younger years was just relentless. And, uh, you know, just had a great, uh, a great uh, pass rush plan. And I think CJ um, is the same way. So, you know, down year last year with the injuries, I know it's not what he wanted. He's healthy this year. I think you can expect to see him back up there. I'm not going to say 22 and 23 sacks the way he had in 2021, but he could certainly get up to 15 or 18 and get if he's healthy. I want to go back to that corner room. Uh, you mentioned jo- Joey Porter Jr., obviously a rookie this season. He was dealing with a bit of an ankle injury, and so he didn't play in Friday's preseason game. But what has impressed you so far about Joey, and could we see him all over the field? Well, when he does get in there, I think you'll see him um, on the outside. I think that's where they're going to put him first, and they're, they're going to want to see him there before they you know, move him around the secondary. And, uh, you know, his training camp has been good. Got banged up a little bit last week, did not play in the preseason opener, but he's gone up against George Pickens every single day in practice. That's a matchup that Mike Tomlin wants to see. He makes it happen when they do drills. If Joey Porter Jr. is up, he'll call out George Pickens to come up and take the rep against him. So that's the kind of competition that Tomlin wants to see. So, yes, Porter's going to be a factor. Is he going to start the season opener against the 49ers? I'm not quite sure about that. They have Patrick Peterson, of course. They have veteran Levi Wallace. So I think in any scenario, Porter's going to play a lot this year. But kind of like Roderick Jones, I do think at some point you'll see that rookie in the starting lineup. The Steelers did add a bunch of free agents, I believe 11 of them, including Peterson and Robinson. They had a... Uh, highly regarded draft class. Which newcomer or newcomers do you think will have the greatest impact this year? Well, you know, defensively, in addition to Joey Porter Jr., Keanu Benton, the nose tackle out of Wisconsin, can really help their run defense. Um, you know, he, he was he got banged up a little bit in that Buccaneers game, but I, you know, I think he'll be fine for for the regular season. He's got a chance to play a lot. And just to stay on the defensive side of the ball, another Wisconsin uh, Badger, Nick Herbig, um, had one and a half sacks um, against the Buccaneers on Friday night and only 13 snaps. So um, he's a guy who's been working with T.J. Watt going back to his college days. They've kind of been pen pals, uh, social media pals, so to speak, and T.J.'s been helping him out even before he got here. So those are two names to watch on defense. I know there's a you know a lot of talk about uh, – 
you know, rookie tight end Darnell Washington, he's going to be in the mix. He's going to be good. But it does look like they got a lot of good defensive players in this draft. Ray Fittipaldo, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette here on KDOS AM 1060. You know, from the outside, it looks like this AFC North division is really going to be quite intriguing. So can the Steelers play more than being a disruptor this season in a division that has the Bengals with their expectations, the Ravens with their expectations, and the improvement expected to come from the Browns? Yeah, listen, you know, uh, what I hear now is Joe Burrow is probably going to be healthy for the season. So can the Steelers knock off the Bengals from, from a top division? I don't know. Um, that would be a tall task. But, you know, I think could they earn a wild card ahead of the Ravens or the Browns? Sure. And could there be um, three wild cards, or excuse me, three playoff teams from the AFC North? Yeah, that's definitely a possibility, too. You know, I know those teams are going to be knocking each other off. But uh, I, I think you have four very solid teams, and I think with the Bengals and maybe even the, the Ravens and the Steelers, I think you got three teams there that could, you know, push nine, ten wins. I, I think that division is that good. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I, I do think the Steelers uh, can definitely get back to the playoffs this year if they stay healthy. Speaking of that, you know, the Steelers—they've had three head coaches since the merger, uh, nineteen seventy. Mike Tomlin's currently the league's longest tenure head coach, but their last playoff win was January of 2017. Uh, three and seven in their last ten playoff games. Why have the why has there been a lack of playoff success here for the last you know you know several years now? Yeah, I mean it, it's hard to put a finger on it. The defense has given up a lot of points in those those games. You know they. Gave up 48 to the Browns the one year. You know, the offense turned the ball over a ton in that game, so the offense didn't help out. Um, they gave up 45 to the Jaguars back in 2017. So the defense hasn't really, um, you know, held up their end of the bargain. But I think, you know, you just got to keep knocking on the door. And I, I think if they do get back this year, again, if they stay healthy, I think it's got a chance to be um, a different story. They're built different this year. They're bigger. They're more physical. They have more quality depth across the roster if there are injuries. So this is probably potentially their best football team since that 2017 team that that, uh, that uh, was 13-3. and three. Um, You know, they had a couple of playoff years in between, didn't win a game. But potentially, yes, this has a chance to be one of their best teams in, in quite some time. So with that in mind here, putting you on the spot over or under eight and a half wins for this year's Pittsburgh Steelers squad. I would go over. I know Vegas isn't as high on them um, as I am, but when I look at that division, I think they're right there with the Ravens. And I know there's a lot of hype around the Browns, but uh, with that franchise, it's more like I'll believe it when I see it. So they got to prove that to me. So. I, you know, I, I think I got it. The, the Bengals won, Steelers and Ravens, 2A and 2B, and then I got the Browns number four. Awesome. We always appreciate you taking your time uh, with us, and we look forward to catching up with you as the season unfolds. Thanks, Ray. Absolutely. Anytime. You're welcome. Once again, there, Ray Fittipaldo with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette.